Hi, and welcome to the Breadwinner Podcast. I'm Niels Brian Lowe, and each episode, I talk to a guest about how they're maximizing value from investments in technology like Salesforce and NetSuite. Yep, yep, I know, a podcast about CRM and accounting software integration sounds dreadful. But Breadwinner is out talking to customers, to partners, and to technical folks every day about this stuff. Breadwinner are constantly amazed by the business value that's being unleashed in this space. So, we've recorded some of those conversations to share here. Full disclosure, this podcast is brought to you by Breadwinner, who provide products that integrate Salesforce with ERP platforms, accounting systems, and payment providers. But the purpose of this podcast isn't to sell products. If you'd like to know more, head over to breadwinner.com. Otherwise, do just join us for today's conversation. So I'm delighted to be joined today by Stoney Gruno, the co-founder of Breadwinner. Welcome to the podcast, Stoney. Thank you, Niels. It's great to be here. Well, um, it's very kind of you to take the time and uh, getting straight into it. My first question for you is, you know, what inspired uh, you and your co-founder, Joe, to set up uh, Breadwinner in the first place? It was our own personal problems. Uh, at that time, uh, I was running a nonprofit Salesforce consulting company, Third Sector IT. Of course, we were sending out invoices to our customers. And the, the challenge of simply having our entire team know, has this invoice been issued? Has this invoice been paid? Is this invoice overdue? We try to lease things like adding a, a field to Salesforce to say invoice issued or invoice amount or invoice due date. But at the end of the day, what really happened was everyone would come to me and I would have to look into zero and find out whether or not the invoice had been issued or paid or anything. And this just kind of kept on going. And this this friction where I became the interface between whether the invoice had been paid or not. Looking at a big picture, do you think that's a, that was a problem that was uh, being failed to solve for in the market? I mean, there's, there's lots of great integration software out there. What surprised me at the time was that there was a lot of software that would push a Salesforce opportunity into zero as an invoice. But the simple question of, has it been paid, was amazingly not easy to get. And then heaven forbid it was paid in two sections, or there was a follow-up invoice from the original opportunity, then the integration software would be unable to push the second invoice. If someone said, oh, can you do one or two days more consulting? So then we'd have to make another opportunity that we didn't really need to make just to follow the rules of the integration. And it kind of drove me nuts that we had to change our business process around how invoices were supposed to be created. And even then, we still wouldn't find out if those invoices were paid. And I thought to myself, I can't be the only one having this problem. Zero is arguably the world's second most popular online accounting system. Salesforce is the world's most popular online CRM. Why in the world is there not a solution? And there was one that kind of half did it, but you had to check a button every time you want to check an individual invoice. So if you want to go through 50 invoices every morning to see if they were paid, that's 50 buttons you had to click every morning forever. I was like, don't we have computers to, to do this automatically? Like, why is the human clicking the button? So we built it. And very quickly, we found that we were the only software out there that would simply answer the question, has my zero invoice been issued and has it been paid? And can I share that information automatically with everyone in Salesforce? 
it's an amazing story. And clearly, you've uh, you know you've you've grown over the last decade of uh, building these kind of integrations between ERP systems and Salesforce. So you know clearly that you now have products which uh, cover Zero and QuickBooks and NetSuite and even you know uh, interface to to payment providers like Square and Braintree and and Stripe. So you know clearly grown in this space massively. But one thing that's that's clear in in all the things you seem to be creating is that they're, they're products. Well, what's, what's the value of having a, a product as opposed to a, a full-scale iPass or an intermediation platform? I mean, there, there are some incredible tools out there, MuleSoft, Boomi, Saligo. I mean, you know, these are amazing pieces of technology. What is it about having a product that's different from having an iPass like that? I would say it's two, maybe three things. The first thing is that when you're dealing, in, in, dealing with an integration with, say, an email provider, if something goes haywire, maybe some emails are sent that should have been scheduled at a different time. If you're dealing with an integration with an accounting system, you're moving data which has legal consequences. So when we talk to the accountants, their biggest concern is, they're, they're very polite, but the real underlying question is, how are you going to ruin my accounting system? What is the risk, to be honest, that I might either go to jail or have to face very difficult questions? And it's minor stuff, but changing a invoice date once it's already been created to another quarter or another year has massive legal consequences, whereas changing a due date is, is immaterial. I didn't even know this when I started. And what we do is we find that well-meaning Salesforce consultants don't have accounting mastery and that they will simply do either what the sales team asked, which is often too much, or they will do what the accounting team asked, which is often too little or too restrictive. And we find that by having a product that's been battle-tested by thousands of accountants asking us very probing questions, that they end up happy because we built it knowing that the buck stops with them, if you will. They're the ones that can say, no, this is too risky. I'm not willing to put my accounting system on the line. I mean, that's certainly something I've noticed in interviewing people for this podcast is that they're, they, you know, I understand you have customers who also have iPasses, you know, they, they have uh, MuleSoft or Boomi or Soligo. And uh, it's been interesting to talk to some of those customers and see how they're, they're using both, you know, a product mindset and an iPass side by side. Is that something you see in the market? Yeah, it was one of the stranger sales calls we had. It was a really lovely for-profit educational institution. And we said, well, what else are you looking at? You're looking at Sligo or Boomi or Jitterbit. And there was a awkward silence on their part. And then they said, well, we already have two of those that we're paying for and subscribe to. And I was thinking, not one, but two. And I said, well, just out of curiosity, well, why aren't you, you know, looking at them? And they said, we don't have the sheer hours to build out another integration. They looked at us and they're like, you are going to be so much cheaper as a brand new product than our internal professional services just to get this up and running, which can easily take two, three months and then maintenance that goes on forever. And they wanted to be able to simply file a support case and say, yeah, your problem, you deal with it. That's fascinating. And, uh, you know, looking back over the last uh, decade of, of, of building these products and solutions and, and finding uh, these, these business problems and solving for them, what do you, what do you think the biggest thing that uh, you've learned personally over that period of, about this space and about this market and about the, uh, the business need that's out there? I guess what surprised me was that the businesses most focused on growth were the ones who thought they were most in need of this. And the corollary to that was that the businesses that took that approach of, okay, we're going to double in size, hopefully in the next 
18, 24 months, they were also the ones who focused on business operations and business efficiency and actually achieved that. We've also heard from a lot of people who kind of shrugged and said, I can get an intern to do some of this copying and pasting. And what we found was that the net result was effectively their slow growth mentality, I think, resulted in this inefficiency and slow growth. And of course, the intern eventually left and there was delays and systems are holed up and cash flow is impacted. But those are all kind of hidden problems that often don't reveal themselves until you're in the middle of it. Looking forward, so something that, that people keep telling me as I, as I talk to them on this podcast is that uh, the current global financial situation means that they and we, you know, I guess we all have to do this in our own lives, is, it, you know, we all have to achieve more with less. And, you know, a lot of the customers, a lot of your customers that I've been speaking to, they've made these massive investments in powerhouse technologies like Salesforce and, and NetSuite. And now they're saying, I need to try and extract as much as I can from these big investments. There aren't these new piles of money coming down the line to invest in, in, in new technologies. I mean, just, just as an overview of the market, you know, you, you've, you've been in this space for 10 years and the, these are new and difficult times. Is that, a, is that a theme that you're seeing, that people are needing to achieve more with less and they're, they're, they're looking to software like this to try and solve? Yeah, it's, it's incredible. So perhaps for the past four or five years, what we were hearing was we are growing and we're at risk of having to get another headcount. And this is often a CFO-esque person. Even if they're not the CFO, there's someone who has a lot of the skills of the CFO and the salary is incredibly high. And they're looking at software to allow them to not add a headcount. However, now, in the past six, nine months, the story is even stronger where they're saying we're having to let go of some of our most experienced staff. They aren't in control anymore of their headcount size. And as that, they certainly aren't getting rid of Salesforce. They certainly aren't getting rid of their accounting system, NetSuite. And something has to change for them to be able to reduce headcount and maintain operational efficiency. And I think operational efficiency is almost too fancy of the word. They need to be able to make sure that the customers are getting the invoices and the invoices are being paid. And if the invoices aren't being paid, that this information needs to be distributed to the company and to the right people who can actually make sure those invoices are paid. At the end of the day, we're looking at customers that are having not cash crunches, but operational inefficiencies that result in these cash crunches. And the headcount's gone, and they need a solution that'll scale up almost instantly to simply let them know, great, has this invoice been paid? Or great, the salesperson has closed the sale. How do we get that into NetSuite and a PDF in the customer's inbox in eight minutes, not eight days. Absolutely wonderful to to, to hear your views on the uh, on the current market, Stony. I uh, want to thank you uh, enormously for joining us today on the, on the podcast, and uh, wish you well with uh, with the growth of Breadwinner and uh, everything you're doing, creating value for your clients. It was an amazing pleasure, Niels. Thank you so much. Thanks, Stony.